0: found this weird lip balm on my desk and then i started smelling it and it kind of smells like home depot you know when you go into home depot and it like you smell all the wood and for some reason this lip balm smells like it i don't know why i just thought this was kind of curious that this thing smelled like uh home depot but anyways let's actually get to the episode season five episode two cape fear take it away shane
1: uh not to me no, it's not me it's Zoel. who's Zoel? well here's his impression
2: uh hello everybody my name is uh mr mackie okay we're gonna we're going to watch a nice little episode of The Simpsons, okay? And make sure to pay attention now, children, because this uh, this episode is very important for all of your futures and all of your lives, okay? You know, it it formed me into the school counselor that I am today, okay? I like to base a lot of my advice on lessons from The Simpsons, okay? So sit back, relax, and enjoy, okay? Now let's give it up for Table 5! Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, table five, table five. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, uh,
0: table five. Well, so that is our, our good buddy Zoel doing an impression of Mr. Mackey introducing a Simpsons episode. Dude, good impression, by the way. Yeah, even <laughs> like, when did you learn that you could do Mr. Mackey like that? That was pretty dead on.
2: I, li- I like to uh, have fun with my friends doing the Mr. Mackey voice.
0: It's a great it's, it's a great voice like it, you can you can really picture thousands upon thousands of like weirdo teachers across the world who sound like that, right? Um, I know Miss Maggie's not a teacher, so don't don't at me. Just some, some idiot saying he's a, he's a sex ed teacher.
1: ed
2: teacher. Though sex, it's ed true. Teacher. That's oh, true. That's He right. taught he teach sex. Yeah. He did not know how to teach sex, but he was a sex ed teacher.
0: That's right. Him and uh, Miss Chokes on Dick. That's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> Solid episode. Uh, nice South Park references in. We don't, we don't get enough. So we do a lot of King of the Hill uh, and stuff like that, but not a lot of South Park references. We
1: did talk about Team America for a while there. We did. A couple episodes we ago, did. yeah. We did. That
0: is true. That is true.
1: But anyways, our good buddy, uh, Zoelle
0: Labelle, uh, joining us here. And Zoelle, um, kind of interesting that you're joining us because you're not really a big Simpsons fan, right?
2: I, I like The Simpsons. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I actually – it was one of the first shows I grew up watching because – it was the only show that was not too too like mature for me at a young age that my father was comfortable showing me. Mm-hmm. But um, I just kind of grew out of it because you know I navigated towards like South Park or Family, which was like cheap, inappropriate toilet humor that like ten year olds would kind of like. So that's why I navigated towards that early age. But I, I admire The Simpsons for all the success they've had and the great storytelling that they've had, and especially their super power of telling the future yeah that's true that. yeah yeah
0: um you know what i guess that kind of makes sense because when you know you're a little bit younger than than shane or i so when you were um you know like you said 10 11 years old that kind of makes sense that you would not really because the simpsons the new episodes at that time you know you were right at the end the golden age was done it was the kind of the start yeah. of the mediocre age before the full diaper soiled pants age um so that actually makes a lot of sense why you know it's not really at the top of your list uh for humor but it is fun um to go back and watch uh and i think that you would appreciate going back and watch especially because you're a big uh history guy um of all sorts of stuff pop culture music and sports and to see some of the references that they make i think uh you would enjoy that so i'm glad that you're joining us because this is the first time we've done this, right, Shane? With somebody who doesn't really have a recollection of an episode,
1: yeah. Uh, this will be like a completely I- I'm sure Zoelle might recognize some aspects of the episode, but it's not like he went like well You've never actually like bought a Simpsons DVD and like plopped it in there and like watched the entire season in like a week or something like that, yeah. You oh just yeah. feel like most actually, of our yeah. We used to
2: watch it that. on road trips. Uh, when I was oh growing well, up. there you go. Cause so like, you
1: might actually remember this episode then.
2: Okay, cool. Like I know, I know a lot of the main characters. Like you know, like Krusty the Clown. Like Sci-Show Bob is like kind of sinister, mm-hmm. which I think is featured in this episode. And for some reason, Michael Jackson just popped up in my head because you know I was seeing my cousin Lisa recently. Not seeing as in dating, but like you know, my seeing hanging out. <laughs> but we're not in Alabama here. Uh, but um, yeah, and so I was couldn't stop thinking of Lisa. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. That was,
1: uh, we had some interesting commentary
2: on yeah. that
0: one, that's for okay, sure. Okay, so you, you
2: know, like, if you yeah, know, I, know that, if You know, you
1: Lisa's know more than I think song. that we yeah. thought you knew, actually. Yeah, yeah I think this, this is... might be not as cold as we thought.
0: This is going to be one of those episodes you're going to watch and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I've seen that. You know, Bart, basically, uh, they go on the Witness Protection Program... Um, and live on a houseboat to try to get away from Sideshow Bob, who's been released from prison. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yeah, see, there you go. It'll, it'll, yes. Some things might well, come back, like, you
2: know. Yeah, like like Bart and Sideshow Bob are like enemies. Oh, well, I mean, Sideshow Bob just hates Bart, basically. Yeah, yeah going like crazy. all the way back
0: to the to the first oh, season, yeah. exactly. That's where yeah. that rivalry comes out of. But, so, well, you are... You, you have lived a very interesting life as somebody yes, who's has. only yes. in yes. his <laughs> mid-20s here who has done a lot of stuff. Like, you've... You've you know had uh, chats with LL Cool J. Uh, for all uh, anybody up near the Ottawa area, this guy has made Smiling Hank Henry Burris laugh quite a bit uh, from interviews yep. that you've shown me. You you know a lot of people in the in the rap industry. Um, so I got two things that I would love for you to tell uh, any listener here. The first, um, your favorite story of meeting anybody. In the, in the music world, and in any interaction you've had with them. So that's number one. Number two, you've had a very interesting trip to Detroit that kind of went very downhill, similar to when Homer visited New York. And, uh, you know, everything kind of went downhill for him in season nine, I believe that is. So a lot of interesting stuff there. So first off, give us your
2: best, uh, y- your interaction with somebody in the music world. I'll give you two. Sure. The first one I'm going to give was last summer, um, it was it was a very very grimy weird music festival, and basically I was going to school at UCLA last summer, and me being me, I was still listening to the radio. I'm a little Walkman player because they have an old school hip hop station called KDAY, which is very iconic for people that like hip hop. And basically, uh, they were promoting this music festival that was happening like like an hour and a half outside of Los Angeles, and they were having like the morning calls to try to call and get get tickets and stuff so i'd call i wouldn't get through i'd try to get my friend to call because my friend lived in san diego and once my term finished i went to go visit him in san diego and i was really trying to get him to go to the concert but he was in school so he didn't have that much money so i just said screw it we'll just like like buy tickets they were like only like a hundred dollars each and like that a pretty good lineup like it was like buster rhymes rick ross uh soldier boy mob deep was there um Ludacris was there uh, exhibit for anybody that knows like old school like that so they had like a pretty solid lineup uh, even like corrupt from the dog pound so i really wanted to go because most of those acts i hadn't seen before and uh basically like we decided to go it was like a two and a half hour drive in the middle of the desert and the tickets i swear looked like you know it looked like i was entering like the human trafficking trade like a really <laughs> kind of like low resolution qr code kind of thing like it's like where am I going? You know, like it was, it was very low resolution. Like, and the thing is they weren't even using the QR codes to scan it. That was like a fake. They had like a little number at the top and like tiny little letters. So they couldn't even, I I should have just bought one ticket and taken a screenshot and used that. So I'm (laughs) kicking myself for that, for not doing that. But anyway, so then we get there. It's like literally in the middle of the desert. It's like 110 degrees out. So probably like 40 degrees Celsius. It's just like out in the open. And this festival, it was called the Burning Trees Festival, had one security guard at the gate taking tickets. It was also an Oakland Raiders uh, preseason party or something like that. So there was a lot of like drunk Raiders fans with like guns and stuff that we just kind of saw at the entrance. That was interesting. Uh, the entire festival was held in a double A, not even triple A, a double A baseball stadium. Very tiny. I have videos and pictures I can show you guys after. Um, and most of the baseball diamond was occupied by weed tents because this was a festival to sell weed, which is legal in California now, apparently. So me and my friend are just browsing this really kind of like sketchy kind of festival, like lack of security, lack of a presence. And there, then you finally get to the stage, which is like there's a pretty small viewing area considering there's a pretty big music festival. And so like together we just said, you know what, this is kind of a joke. So we just went and marched out to the office, the staff office, and we just walked in and I just went over there and I said, hey, you know, me and my friend run a pretty successful, you know, social media company, which is partially true. And said, you know, we we requested for media passes, but you guys never got back to us because really the only way to get in touch with them was through Instagram. That was a lie. Never tried that. Never even thought to take that approach. And there was this like bald guy sitting at a desk with like papers all over the place. He just took a random piece of paper, said, put your name down, your email and your phone number and here are your passes. And those passes were full, all, all access backstage passes, and we were just walking. That's just, sick. Immediately got backstage, uh, got to meet like people from the Mop Deep crew, who were pretty dope, and they were cool to us. Like they just brought me around through the tents, uh, saw slap hands with a couple of other artists. Uh, we were just kind of living it up backstage. The funny thing is, is the security presence was so lacking that there was probably more people backstage than there were people watching the actual concert. <laughs> um, and then, like at one point, there was an artist that went on, and there was like. I'm not kidding, 100 people on stage. There was barely enough room for him to walk around. So then the security finally was like, okay, we should probably start moving people off here. Um, The festival was supposed to end around midnight. It ended at like 2.30 a.m. Soldier Boy ended up being the closing act, but he was supposed to perform at 8. Super disorganized, super awesome, front row access for all of it. I got a bunch of lighters thrown in my head and Soldier Boy had this like giant kind of reverse bong blunt thing, like this reverse vacuum that was just literally blowing such heavy clouds of smoke into the crowd. I had to duck down for that because I personally don't consume marijuana. Marijuana is bad. Okay. You shouldn't smoke marijuana, but anyway, so that was a cool time meeting, meeting him. And then another story about meeting an artist would have to be, this is in Detroit. So basically we were, we were going to try to meet, uh, Royce to five nine's little brother at a studio and, we're just our Airbnb is in Warren, which is a really bad area, of Detroit, which we don't really know much about, but whatever. And so we had time to kill like leading up to the studio because our, our meeting got delayed by an hour. And so we were just driving around our, our neighborhood. And the one thing that kind of piqued my friend and I's curiosity is a bunch of abandoned houses around. So we're like, you know what? I think it'd be a good idea to go like explore a little bit. Check these out because we're curious individuals. You know, I I was a very sheltered child growing up. So, you know, my, my little rebellious self emerged there for that. Mind you, I'm holding a stabilizer with an expensive camera and a cell phone in the other hand, and we're the only two white people in probably a 10-mile radius. Uh, so we go into, we actually, like, we shoot a bunch of the houses. A lot of them are crumbling, falling apart. It's very interesting. A lot of garbage everywhere. There's a random, like, like group of people sitting on a driveway not too far away playing music, just kind of running the street. And one house seemed to be, like, in decent enough shapes. So we thought, you know, what, let's go check out the inside. I just felt like it's so eerie going in an abandoned house that has had a life at one point, that had a family, you know. And it's a really big house, too, like a, like a two-story house in the basement. Like, not these tiny houses. So we go up to the second floor because the first floor was kind of, like, crumbling. Um, and the second floor is all ashy. It was like a fire in it at some point, I guess, which is already uh, a big red flag because the house could have just crumbled um, onto us. Uh, but, yeah, it was just ashy. There was like like it was like almost like straight out of a horror movie. You had like a half burnt baby head doll kind of hanging around there, like an, an old crib that was like kind of half burned. Like it's like it almost felt as though a family had just been living there before the fire or whatever happened and just like left. And it's just like their life is just left behind. There was closed still. It was pretty wild. And then out of nowhere, uh, a car just pulled up on the front lawn with like another car. And I was I'm being the idiot that I was and still am holding my stabilizer in the camera. They see that they're like, oh, OK, let's just like teach these kids a lesson, you know, because they're idiots. So they start running up upstairs and I just yelled at my friend like, yo, Bill, we got to get out of here. And he was like, OK. And we, he just he just said, come out back. Cause there was on the, so we were on the second floor. So there was like, I guess there was a weird kind of stairwell, like leading down to the main floor. Uh, so we just took that and we just kind of like, like just like hustled down. And then we saw like, there was like a really like kind of dark living area slash dining room. I don't even know. I didn't get a chance to really process it, but I just heard a bunch of rustling going on on that floor too. So I don't know if there was like people there, you know, like making babies or whatever, but <laughs> I just had to get out of here at at that point. And we're just running out the back now. To try to get back to our cars because there's still people upstairs. We don't know how far away they are. We're just we're just sprinting, and the amount of the things that I saw in 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 the in the backyards of those houses. I don't know if it's allowed to repeat on this podcast to get it not age restricted. Yeah, but...
0: you, you probably it, it doesn't matter about the age restriction, but let's just say some. But there's the slight chance that somebody hears it that is like, oh, this guy's telling about our operation or something like that. Maybe you shouldn't.
2: Oh, it's it's not even that. It's just, uh, okay, let's just say that there was a lot of death back there. Oh, okay, I'll leave it at that. Sure. Um, and Which, you know, was like shocking to us that we saw all that, like kind of like a graveyard. But again, we don't have time to like actually explore. what. now we're like running away. So we just run, hop in a car and just immediately drive up out of there, went all the way up to uh, – i don't know where i forget the village name now but it's like way further up north where the studio was to meet this guy's little brother royce the five nine and we get there we're still shook from that whole experience we're like what the hell is that first of all why is there a graveyard behind these houses and why are all these houses (laughs) up and like you know why are they all falling apart stuff and he was just like well first of all you guys are idiots for going up around there you know gangs run those neighborhoods and basically uh Like, since they run the neighborhoods, they just run all the houses. So they go run regular checks and stuff. And oftentimes homeless people or drug addicts will probably take over and just, like, inhabit it. And then they'll either overdose or something. And then, well, they clean out the houses after that, So, to put it lightly. So that was was an interesting lead-up to meeting an artist, um, which also included a pretty wild Detroit story. Uh, Now for another little quick Detroit story. Well, my first initiation to Detroit, actually... This is a, a way to kind of really set the mood. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, my first trip alone. I'm 19 years old, you know, uh, meeting a complete stranger off of Facebook that I made, uh, that I only started talking to a month prior. Who is a good idea? F- yeah, That's f- smart, f- 15 years older than me, uh, Brazilian. Um, you know, like we we had. Could have been a diddler. Yeah, right he was. Yeah. He wasn't diddler, was he? Um, I I gotta ask him that actually. I I could ask him. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah, so that, that, a lot a lot of things that, you know, could potentially go wrong. I also had an Airbnb in an area called Hamtramck, which uh, I hadn't heard about. And uh, there's a reason why you don't hear about it. But anyways, so my bus from Windsor to Detroit just arrived downtown. And I got a bus out to the airport to meet this guy, if he even shows up. And the first thing that I get, as soon as I get off on the bus stop, there's this really grimy, kind of trashy looking lady. No disrespect, because <laughs> it was actually her intention, as you guys will find out. But she's like, boy, what planet do you come from? I was like, pardon me, miss? And she was like, you in Detroit right now, you trying to get robbed or die? Look at what you're wearing. You look like you got like $1,000 on you. I was like, this is just, I was wearing a normal button up like plaid shirt and some jeans. Nothing crazy. She's like, nobody bothers me out here because I look like trash. If you want to get bothered, look like trash, trash yourself up. So that's, I, I learned a new verb that day and also learned how to dress in Detroit. Um, so I just put a baggy gray hoodie over me and, you know, the jeans, I guess were fine, but I had like two bags with me full of camera stuff and equipment and whatnot. And so since this lady was so kind to, and teach me the art of trashing one up, uh, I, she, I asked her about Hamtramck, asked her about the area. And because when I asked her about Hamtramck, she said, oh, don't go out there. That's uh, that's where I was raised. And that's like one of the most dangerous areas in the city. So that already kind of put a little bit of willies in my, in my brain at that moment that we were going directly in that area. So anyways, long story short, I get on the bus and sure enough, there's a lot of these types looking at me weird like, you know, like fresh meat. One guy actually even just like had a, had like a, a pistol on him or something was sitting across from me in front of the like on the front part of the bus. I'm just holding on to my bags, He's just like pulling it out. And he's just like kind of rubbing it, playing with it, cleaning it up and stuff, like trying to intimidate me. I'm so thankful that my my stop was the last stop. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten robbed. But anyways, then I get to the airport and I have no idea where to meet this guy. Thankfully, he showed up. Super nice guy. And we're still very close friends to this day. Very thankful for that. But then we get to our Airbnb in Hamtramck, which is another two-hour bus. And uh, this was my first experience with Airbnb. I had never stayed in an Airbnb before. He said it was a good idea because hotels are too expensive. So we get in this person's house and basically, like, the host wasn't even there. Uh, I guess, like, a roommate or somebody, I don't even know who the person was, but led us to the area where guests, guests sleep at. It was on the second floor and the floor was barely, like, it was so thin and, like, it was just, like, black from who knows what. There was like empty pill bottles on the ground, just like pills and laying around. It was very dirty. How much was this Airbnb? About $60 American a night, you know? Yeah, reasonable price. Okay. So, uh, anyways, and then our room was it was like just two mattresses on the ground with like very thin sheets that were like kind of ripped. And there was like pipes sticking out of the floor and out of the ceiling, like just a bunch. It was just very unfinished. The bathroom was really nasty there was like razor blades everywhere and the bath looked like it had never been cleaned ever the toilet had no water in it um and you know what i thought honestly i thought that was okay i was like you know what <laughs> this is i guess what we get for an airbnb you pay 60 dollars, to get a place like this my friend was like no 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 this is man we, we're getting out of here this is not acceptable i was like i don't know you know the the pipe over there is kind of growing on me you know i also remember there was like i tried lying down on my mattress and it wasn't the worst mattress I actually lied down on. Summer camp mattresses are very worse. So, kids, if you're listening to this, you're complaining about your summer camp mattress, just know it is actually as bad as mattresses can get. Besides prison, maybe. But I haven't been there yet. Hopefully, I hope not. There. Yeah.
0: And I hope you never... Man, that, um, there are two well, things... Oh yeah, we'll
1: bring you on. That's episode two. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. I, I've never... <laughs> Those so things that I take away from a couple of those stories, you use grime, the word "grimy" twice in two different situations. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the verbiage of trashing up; very nice. I'm yes. um, gonna use that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. And I like the fact that you, as soon as you said there was no toilet, like water in the toilet or anything, you're like, ah, oh, I'm okay with that. That's that's that sums up Zoel right there. He just goes about. <laughs> uh, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. And he has all sorts of interesting stories like that. So we'll have to get him on. I,
1: I do have one request from Zewel, oh, though. Absolutely. It won't be a long story. So, Zewel, you told me this story before. i just like for our listeners to hear it as well. It's very short. But I feel like some of our listeners might be on public transit right now. Because, I don't know, I, I listen to podcasts when I'm on public transit. I'm usually, like, reading something else, that listening to a podcast in the background. But I would love for you to retell your TTC story Uh
2: uh, I think yes. you have yeah. I have I, I have a few TTC stories. I'll I'll tell I'll sum them all up in a, in a little bunch. So, uh, one of them was actually pretty early on. This is on the Bloor Danforth line. This is by the uh, way the
0: Toronto subway. Uh, Toronto, yeah, yes. Toronto
2: Transit Commission. Terrible commission. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm on the subway just trying to go home after work. It wasn't even that late. It was maybe like I don't know eight or nine, and I'm just at the end of my car. And this guy just, you know, walks over to me and you know, this you'll you'll see a lot of homeless people or people just beggars just asking for money on the train. I don't really carry that much cash on me because when I was people thought I was a drug dealer and that was not the look I was trying to get, so I had to switch it up a little bit in my Costanza wallet. But I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash on me He's like, Okay, uh like what you got any coins, you got anything on you? I was like, No, sorry, I just have cards. He's like, Okay, so he just kind of turns around. He just lifts his shirt up and he like showing that he has a gun under his belt. Was it a gun or was it a water gun? I still don't know. I wish I could time travel, go back to that moment and like just pull it on and be like, aha, it's just a water gun, everybody. He's faking.
1: This a super soko.
2: <laughs> yeah. It just could have been painted on or something. I don't know. It was anyways, it was in there and he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to get off at the next station, going to hit up an ATM and you're going to take out, you know, a thousand dollars from bank County. and you give it to me. OK, that's cool. Said, yeah, that sounds like a very fun idea. I like, I like you. Let's do it. Perfect. And you know, maybe I don't know if I should have made a scene there or like said that he's got a gun, kind of thing. That probably would have been a bad idea. So I just kind of went with it. Uh, and you know, this guy had like a very broken iPod too. Not, not an iPhone, an iPod Touch, like fourth generation. You know, probably oh, the, probably the eight gigabyte version, not even the thirty-two. So we're talking very low standards here. And Anyway, so the subway comes to the stop. I forgot what station it was at. I think it was like Christie or Bathurst or something like that. And, you know, we just I just get out and I follow him. And uh, then, you know, like I kind of had to think like, okay, I have to get out of the situation now. And so then the the door chimes happen. And as soon as the door chimes happen, we were luckily at the end of one of the cars and we can't really travel through cars. I mean, you can if you really want to. I've done it once as a daredevil, but don't tell any of the TTC commissioners because I don't want to get arrested so please anybody listen to this just don't tell anybody anyways uh, i got out the door chime comes in and i just immediately hop into the next car before and the guy just couldn't even tell what was happening and the guy just got really pissed off and just like ran and just started hitting the car and he's like open the door open the door to the operator and then he pulls his like his gun out you can't see the quotation marks air quotes i'm making but his gun out starts banging it against the door that like kind of freaked out a couple of people but then like, if you've ever held a gun, if you've ever, like, felt a gun hit you or hit something, like getting pistol whipped, that's another story. Um, that was hollow. There was That was not a gun. That was, like, random toy, BB gun, whatever. So, anyways, that's how I evaded that. Then there was... The old
1: cart switcheroo, okay.
2: Exactly. The, the quick-thinking cart switcheroo. Then there's the time where um, a fine gentleman showed me that... Thought that he wanted me to acknowledge his talents in life because there, you know, maybe there were some hidden talents. But he chose to display his talent of peeing on the subway as far as far away as he could. This is one one of the last subways after late late night shift. I was done. I was on the subway around like maybe 2 a.m. or something. Last subway, I have the cart to myself. This person just like emerges from another cart, and honestly, I was kind of enjoying. It. I was doing like pull-ups on the bars and push-ups, and it's like this is my car. Nobody's coming in here until this guy showed up. And then he just, like, he doesn't even move. He just, like, like travels in between the cars. which is illegal, by the way. You shouldn't do that. And he just unzips his pants and just straight up just, like, starts pissing. And, like, the guy was trying to go far. I don't know if he was trying to hit me or whatever because I was just sitting, like, at the seats that are facing the doors. I don't know if he was trying to hit me or something, but he, like, he peed, like, a solid 15 feet. Got to give him credit. That was a solid 15 feet of urination. Wow, good for him.
1: He was, you know, hydrated. And he,
2: yeah, just sure ha- just was hanging dong out in public. Exactly, and you know what? If you need to go, you need to go, especially at two a.m. You know, you really gonna go to a bathroom? Nah, just show a random, you know, passenger on the TTC what you can do. Yeah,
1: just you know, piss all over public transit. Exactly. Yeah, no one's use I, that
0: I when I used to live in Toronto, my wife would always tell me stories of crazy people she'd see on her way, usually on her way home from work. At like, you know, seven in the morning or something like, that. And like the crazy ho who are just taking a big old dookie in the alleyway. And oh, yeah. They don't care. They just they just let it fly. Kind of like a horse. If you sure like a horse, do. you just let it go. So, well, those are some absolutely fantastic stories. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I save keep, some for next yeah, time. Yeah, save some <laughs> for next time. I want to keep going. Next time, we'll get you talking about how... Uh, your manager at the grocery store who was laying pipe and the time you had the gun held to your head in St. Catherine. Oh, Catherine's. yes. I forgot and about that. And I, the Mexican uh, border. The Mexican border yeah. and... Uh, yeah, the well,
2: microwave and the laptop.
0: The, oh, oh yeah. And the time... <laughs> the, <laughs> and the time um, you broke up uh, a fight uh, at the end of your shift at work. But well, those will be for next time because for those sure. are some fantastic uh, stories. Um, I'm just getting sidetracked myself here because, honestly, Zoell is a guy who you can listen to and he's... He's not making these stories up like he he lives. This is his life. He's 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 100 percent real uh, in these stories. And um, I would love for you one day to pitch a TV show about crazy things that have happened in your life. It'd be like a mix of Seinfeld uh, and it's always sunny, um, but this 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 here in the seasons as well to give you some more context. Get it, get it back on the Simpsons train. Um, so like right now, this is the the early days of season five. This is kind of like the golden age of the Simpsons. Season four is where it starts. This is the the real good years where almost every episode you could say is an A A plus uh, type of episode. I know you have a bit of a um, memory on this one, uh, but this one like is is up there. Like uh, Hank Azaria, you know Hank Azaria, right? The actor yep. and 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 what it is a bunch of voices for this show he calls this his all-time favorite episode um oh he, sweet yeah he absolutely loves it and so typically when we do this shane and i give a, a a rating based on our our own personal nostalgia of this one um i'm going to ask do you want to give a rating based off of any vivid or not so vivid memories that you have of this episode at all at a 10 do you have anything that, to say about this one
2: uh, I think I'd have to give a rating after, just so I can... because I yeah, I, I have a vague recollection of like sideshow Bob chasing Bart around as soon as he gets released from prison and stuff like. But it's very—it's it's
0: not much; it's not enough to actually make a a a, a real rating about it because it's, the, the memories are just so vague, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Shane. What about yourself? Like, uh, I know we've talked about before, you know, we love a good Sideshow Bob episode. Kelsey Grammer gives it his all every time he's on. He's a fantastic, if not the best recurring guest. So what are you giving this one?
1: Uh, This is one of the best jokes, by the way, in the entire series, in my opinion. So I'm going to go in with a uh, 9.5. Wow. This is a great episode. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, I know exactly which joke you're talking about. It's one of the best visuals um, and one of the best... Long form jokes, I guess. Not, it's not like a running joke. It's just, it's a one-off thing. But it's fantastic. It's, it's a great, um, great moment in Simpsons history. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I loved, loved this episode as, as a kid. I didn't really understand the ending, the whole musical thing between Bart and Sideshow Bob. Uh, I, oh, I,
2: I remember that now. Yeah, okay, now I, you remember, right? Confused, On the houseboat, but it confused me too, though. Yes, because, like it's just kind of random when I watched it.
0: So yeah, it it's one of those things. As a kid, you really don't understand. It's still like, it, it's it's not so much funny as it just makes sense because sideshow Bob and Kelsey Grammer, in general, they're like highbrow musical guys. Um, they would be into something like that, uh. But it's still. Despite that, it's still an episode that has a lot of laughs in it. It is a, basically a direct parody of Cape Fear, the movie, the De Niro movie. Um, but I'm going to go with you, Shane. I'm going to go with a 9.5 as well. I think there are parts of it that are a little... Like the, the musical part in general I'm speaking of, uh, that are that a little bit slow. still confuses me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a little bit out there and kind of takes away from the episode a bit, keeping it from like that 9.8, 9.9 territory. So, but I do think the outside of that is strong enough to give it a 9.5 so this is going to be fun you've heard zoell's great stories he doesn't really have a whole lot of recollection about this one so we'll, it'll be interesting to see his take on it um i'm going the 9.5 so is shane let's get to cape fear righty, here we go let's get on with the episode this one came out back on october 7th 1993 so i was uh, all of a year and a half so I was like 10 years away from being born or something that, like that that's
2: that's three days before my birthday. Wow! Six years before I was born. I was minus I six years. Okay, that's some math.
0: Enough. Okay. Um, so the following day, on October eighth,
1: ninety three,
0: what legendary movie starring Hulk Hogan came out in theaters?
1: Oof. Uh. Oh, was he a babysitter or
0: something? Oh, you're really close. That's actually that's that's much
1: it yeah it was some really terrible it was a terrible movie and it's got a really Uh,
0: stupid name too
1: wasn't he like a babysitter he he was Um, obviously the rock was a babysitter he oh wait because yeah that's like the same movie they did it just like 20 years later it is Um, it's like the exact same movie yeah I don't remember the name exactly though called mr. nanny Oh, yeah, it it was
0: it's basically like they're a bunch of a bunch of morons sitting around a table at a movie studio like oh You know what would be funny if we have a really big guy, but he has to look after kids isn't it'll just write itself
1: This couch cake again. This is the fourth
0: time. We've seen this one.
1: Yeah We saw it a lot in season four, but (laughs) which family guy I guess saw it so many times that they stole it so
0: Yeah, you made that point I keep forgetting about that that
1: it's Seth MacFarlane just obviously watched the Simpsons a lot
0: Oh, yeah yeah, he, he must have. So yeah, this is, this, we're right in like the parody stage. For some reason, season 5, they wanted to get all their parodies out of the way early, I guess. Because there's a whole yeah. bunch. Oh my god, I forgot about update with McBain.
2: Up a McBain! Updates with I love the guys in full mods. Yeah, why not?
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's nice.
2: Let's say hello to my music guys, Skoy. That is some outfits Goey. It makes you look like a homosexual. <laughs> oh, maybe you all are homosexuals too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. The Fox Network has sunk to a new low. Lisa, you got a letter. Ah, nice. uh, meta fox jokes. Kind of joke. Yeah, I love the meta fox jokes. Oh yes. Lisa, as I write this, I am very sad. A president has been overthrown and replaced by the benevolent General
2: Krupp. General and his glorious new regime. Sincerely, Little Girl.
0: Uh. <laughs> kill, oh, man, I was wondering. I couldn't remember for the sake of me what episode that was in. Oh, it's so good.
1: Oh, I had to do that for, uh, like, a blood test. Oh, I was like, gonna. You, you can do a blood test where you prick your own finger and then fill up a vial. I don't know why I did that instead of just going to the hospital, but yeah, not not fun.
0: I I thought you were just gonna be like, I you wrote a letter in blood. I was like, okay. yeah, you'll
1: be getting it shortly, Nick. Oh, Thanks nice. for the address. Oh,
2: MPN. Ah, uh, Miss Itchy and Scratchy.
0: The Bob Barker treatment. Here we go. Little bit of nice little James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what a first act here. We get the McBain, we get General Krull.
1: <laughs> you can never go wrong with McBain and then they lead it, then they go with <laughs> The only thing better than this is like if they go to Troy McClure right after this.
0: And Dr. Neck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how in that moment, like, Scratchy evades the laser with his tongue. But, like, the laser keeps moving, but the top of his tongue doesn't move. So he would have just got hit anyways. Whoa, why is there a mouse? I never noticed oh, yeah, that there was, a mouse. there was a little blue mouse that came out.
1: Hmm. Uh, when was the first time you guys were ever really, really scared? Do you remember?
2: First time? Like, yeah. like legit scared? Like as a
1: child, yeah. <laughs> like, you had trouble sleeping. Because you were so scared.
0: It um, might have been after I saw The Exorcist for the first time. That movie, when I was, like, that 11. That, that
2: still holds up, too. That's yeah. still a
1: scary movie. Yeah. That's
2: good I think it's the first time when, in second grade, they started introducing lockdown practices at school because of, like, live school shooters. And I was like, huh, I wonder what that's about. So I looked up a bunch of stuff about Columbine. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: That'll do it. For our listeners in the United States, yep. <laughs> Uh, there's a there was a straight to TV B movie called The Scarecrow, Night of the Scarecrow. That one freaked me up.
2: I don't
1: that one. That's good. The thing is, most the kids in the Simpsons are tubby.
2: Yeah, they all have that little pot belly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I miss Marge's sisters. The two, like, smokers that are just, just, like, disinterested by everything in life.
1: Yeah, they've basically given up on life and any relationships. Yeah, I love
0: this little fake-out montage here.
1: Some ice cream at the store, since I'm saving so much money on cola.
0: That's smart, yeah. Say your prayers, Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Because the schools can't force you like they should. (laughs) That's kind of the. That's one of the early religious Ned moments.
1: Yeah, this is when he really starts getting
2: religious.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. flanderized.
2: Okay, what are your favorite background characters?
0: Background characters. Um, yeah. So like, like, Man, like anybody or outside
2: or of the out of the general family or. Friends. Yeah, Mole Man has got
0: to be way up there. Um, just well, Troy McClure,
1: I guess that, McClure. that doesn't count, does it?
0: Yeah, He's I guess. Like, no, I guess so. He would be.
1: Yeah, McBain also, you know.
2: I'd say the police chief for me. I don't know his name, though. Chief Wiggum. Oh, Wiggum. Chief Wiggum.
0: Yeah, his incompetence is always
1: great. Oh, yeah, Texas has a bunch of stupid laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, what is it? There's a plant that you can't. It's a $500 fine in Ontario if you ruin uh, a lily.
2: Is that actually really? is that real? Is
1: real? Yeah, that's a real law. Is like, that because is it's, like, of...
2: it's like our national flower or something? Or? Yeah,
1: I recently looked it up, and then there's a video of someone planting it in, in like, in front of <laughs> places where people will probably trample it.
0: <laughs> oh, I love this mo. One of the first shady backgrounds of moes. he's got the pandas. Yeah, <laughs> You're out oh,
1: that's
0: good. Also, who the hell is Linda Lavin when Lisa says, "Who've you making phone calls for years?" and Bart says, "Linda Lavin? Who is that? Hmm. Do you know who that is? Because I don't."
1: All these I years,
0: don't I don't know
1: who Linda Lavin is. One of the Simpsons writers knows who that is. I'm sure if we just Googled that name, it would pop up. But
2: ah, it's too much effort. Are you guys going to try to interview a Simpsons writer, hopefully down the line? We it's uh, in the works. yeah,
0: it's in the works. We might have a showrunner Al Jean on, so that uh, awesome. that be a lot of fun. That's awesome, indeed. Yeah, it's always interesting. Right now they're fighting the good fight. Yes, yeah, fighting for, for oh writers. yes, the writers strike. Yes, yep. indeed.
2: America's fastest growing growing prison. I thought that'd be Rikers Island. Oh, man. Parole
1: granted. Next up for parole, Bob Terwilliger, a.k.a. Sideshow Bob. Take care, Snake. May the next time we meet be under more felicitous circumstances. Did they ever work together? I don't believe so. That's an episode idea right there. He called me Chief
2: Pigam. (laughs) <laughs> now <I get> it. <laughs> Good. Sideshow Bob tried to kill me on our honeymoon. Oh there she is Yep
0: Yes she was married to Sideshow Bob in season 3 For an episode oh,
2: yeah.
0: Where he was basically his, his plot was to kill her for insurance policy
1: <laughs> I love how there's so many people that want to kill her <laughs> And then <laughs>
0: Patty Her sister
1: How can that, you do that, that, that
0: as a girl? Sony. Yeah, yeah that, right? there's all sorts of things going on with that.
1: Simpson, uh, the spirited little scamp who twice foiled
0: my evil schemes and sent me to... Yeah, so this is part three of, of Bob. So first Bart busted him on Krusty when he framed Krusty, and then he busted him on trying to kill uh, Selma.
2: Right.
1: Cheerfully withdrawn. Well, what about that tattoo on your chest? Doesn't it say, die, Bart, die? No, that's German. For the, Bart, the... Oh. <laughs> Why
0: is Jasper in the background there?
1: He's got nothing better to do. Yeah, I
0: guess so. I love that great line. No one who speaks German can be an evil man. Oh, this is a fantastic. Oh, never mind. It's not here. And this is straight from Cape Fear. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed Homer's Cigar says Knoxville uh, World's Fair Remember when Bart and them go to Nelson They go on the road trip to Knoxville
1: Have you ever watched any of the stupid Ernest movies I watched Ernest Saves Christmas But yeah they're all pretty, uh, Pretty bad no good Uh
0: wait i've got a good one now marge say stay away from my son again No. yeah the sideshow bob mumble we'll hear that again in a second
1: you know that's his that's his motivation to stay healthy and in shape you know (laughs) Whatever, whatever gets it going, you know. So,
0: so well, you said your favorite types of humor are stuff like in South Park and and um, and Family Guy and stuff. But as you get older, because you're a guy who you know loves history and, and what was going on in pop culture and stuff like that, do you enjoy like going back and looking at like pop
2: culture references and stuff? Absolutely, for sure, definitely. Like, I, that's why I asked about the year because I like to kind of position myself and like. What was out, what was about to come out, what was going on in the world at that time. Like, what hip-hop album was bumping at this specific point in time, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's fun.
0: Great misdirection. <laughs> <laughs> he never mentions Rod and Todd, though. Yeah.
1: No, that's yeah.
2: true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this was my
0: favorite joke growing up. Oh, as I, like, boy. As kid, this is yeah, so good. This, like, it, it doesn't hold up as well for me, but still. I love this random cutaway, too. And how Homer has, like, the 1930s helmet on.
2: Patented- yeah, literally. That's like a 30s football field uniform.
1: <laughs> I don't think this is such a good idea. This isn't just because it's Sideshow Bob. It's a chance to turn around all our stinking lines. I'll be Gus, the lovable chimney sweep. Clean as a whistle, sharp as a thistle. Best in all Westminster, yeah. Shut up, boy. We have places Another instance
0: of Bart <laughs> pretending to be somebody from the 1890s. That's two episodes in a row.
1: New horror field, Screamville. Woo! Ice Creamville! No, Screamville. <laughs> Tell you what, sir. I want to be, uh, Homer Thompson at Terror Lake. Let's just practice a bit, hmm? When I say hello. Thompson, <laughs> yeah, this killed me when I was a kid. I saw it for the first time. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Remember now, your name is Homer Thompson. I got you. Hello, Mr. Thompson.
0: (laughs) I don't (laughs) care, Nick. I still like it. The Thousand Yard Stair is is awesome.
1: Hello, Mr. Thompson, and press down on your foot. You smile and nod. No problem. Hello, Mr. Thompson. (laughs) I think he's talking to you. Yeah. Here you go. Ooh, cool uh,
0: and see, this This is another one here. This, um, another musical thing here. The, uh, Light Opera Society sings the Gilbert and Sullivan. I had no idea what the hell this was when I was a kid. I just, why is this in here? It's still, I'm like, what is this?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's not the question that Psycho Bob would like the finer. But like, why was that? Why was that there? No, I, I don't know. Oh, this, for that yeah. one visual gag at the end.
0: This, this like, they could have just done on montage like this. I know this is like a good as it is, but this is still great. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, want to drive through that
2: cactus patch? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> two against one. <laughs> <laughs> no, two against one. <laughs>
0: Like, that is fantastic nonsense right there. Like, hey, yeah, let's
2: just drive through a cactus patch. Nothing
0: wrong with that. Fake Thompson's intro, nice. Terror Lake. Houseboat will be. I actually met somebody the day before we were recording this who lived on a houseboat. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't even notice the
2: Fugu fish was the lamp was made out oh, of Fugu yeah, fish. Oh yeah, you're right. What did you guys think of the Simpsons movie? That's probably what I've watched the most. I've seen that movie really like ten times. You seen that? Movie? I like it. It's not bad. I'd probably give it like an eight. Yeah, it's not. bad. Because like when it came out, I went to see it in theaters. I want to see it, and then it's got it on DVD a lot.
0: For me, that was kind of like the last hurrah. Like that was their. That was oh my god, here we go. <laughs>
1: yeah, famous. Fun fact, this was on the last season's DVD menu, even though it's this season's show. <laughs> it
0: just keeps <laughs> going around. And Why are there there's
2: so many questions? He's why are there so many He's literally
1: walking up to them, lining himself up to smack himself. Oh, in Witness
2: relocation program t shirt, nice. And nice. Hat, yeah. And hat, yeah. Representing, you know, <laughs> poor dog's gonna well drown any, any any hour now. You left it all behind. How can you make
1: a clean break with your life? Relax, Marge. I tied up all the loose ends before we left. Hello! Yes. Hello. 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 No, this doesn't tell his dad. You have my
0: Hello. Hello. <laughs> my poor grandpa.
1: Who carries their books in a belt? And, oh, oh, this oh. is the 30s?
0: Yeah, I guess so. And yes, that's great <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. <Elephants>
1: are... <laughs>
0: this Terrible show loves elephants. They love their <laughs> elephants. All
2: elephants in this <laughs> show. Salutes Hannibal Lecter. Nope. Oh, crossing. Be. Oh,
1: it just smushes his whole oh, head. And he yeah, somehow his lives. Skulls gone. Yeah. Mom, Dad, I saw Bob and he threatened to kill me. Bart, don't interrupt. Homer, this is serious. Oh, it is not. I love how they brought the the shades. Yeah, the corn. And, oh, yeah, the yeah, corn yeah, he's staying at the Bates Motel. I forgot
0: about that.
2: Surprise
1: boy in bed and uh, disemboweled. I love how
0: he's like writing down this complex plan. He could just go there and just shoot it. Yeah,
1: him. you could just, yeah. Classic, too much like. Super villain,
0: yeah. <laughs> brandy, you
1: want
0: Dad, I'm kind of edgy right now. I'd appreciate you not coming in my
1: room screaming and brandishing a butcher knife. Why? Oh, right. The edge brownies are my favorite. Oh yeah,
0: love the corners. Love that crisp part on the top.
1: Yeah. am thinking? <laughs> <funny. laughs> you know what? I remember that scene being longer only because I've seen so many memes where that GIF yes. is constantly going.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, another rake. <laughs> yes, great callback already. Um, I love that one—that sound that he makes when he flings his hair. It's like Crash Bandicoot, which is also the same sound that my fat at how it makes when she flaps her ears. Oh,
2: awesome! Oh no,
0: Dad's been drunk. No, he hasn't. See, I didn't get that when I was a kid. I didn't understand what they were implying—that Homer's just asleep.
1: Lazy stop. Yeah, this is good. Alligator. Yeah.
0: Random electric eels. Yeah, yeah. And. Alligator.
1: Well, Bob. <laughs> any last requests? Well, there is one, but. Nah. No, go on. Well, you have such a
2: beautiful voice.
1: Guilty as charged. Uh huh.
2: Anyway. I was wondering if you could sing the entire score of the HMS Pinafore.
1: Very well, Bart.
0: See, like, and here we go. This is the whole part. Like, what the hell is happening? Like, what is the HMS Pinafore? I know now that yeah, it's Yeah,
1: no kid will know what that is. No. Well.
0: Even though many adults don't know what that is.
1: This is true.
0: It is, it's like a musical from the 50s or
1: something like that.
0: Which, yeah, Sideshow Bob would be into, but...
1: I know the mop,
2: not... the mop hair. Yeah, the mob,
0: it's a good look, and like all the costumes and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> and then, how does Bart know it?
0: Yeah, why does he know it? flowers
1: and no
2: the right there you're under arrest by Lucifer's beard and I love I love the bathrooms yeah this <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so
2: <laughs> i
1: him to sing the score from the HMS pinafore. Ooh, a plan, fiendishly clever in its
2: intricacies.
1: Take him away, boys. Hey, I'm the chief here. Bake him away, toys. What'd you say, chief? Do what the kid says.
2: Bake <laughs> him away, boys. So good to be home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going right, to make a very appropriate yeah. uh, joke. Oh, boy. <gasps> I love how he
0: has lipstick on somehow. Like, that magically happened.
1: <laughs> this is, like, the third time Grandpa's dressed up as a woman.
0: Yeah, and that's that's just how it ends. That's right. That's that's the third time, <laughs> and very recently.
1: Some writer was just like, let's keep making Grandma... Or, or Sorry, I said Grandma, right? Grandma. Yeah, Grandpa looked like a Grandma, basically.
0: Yeah, somebody definitely had a Grandpa as a Grandma fetish or something like that.
1: Something, yeah. Because he was like a... Uh, showgirl for the war yeah yeah
0: and then he was the one where he falls asleep and he's a uh, uh, a woman in the old west who has two people having a duel over him so somebody definitely just really loves seeing grandpa as a woman for some reason maybe they walked in on their grandpa dressing up in women's clothing or something like that when they were a kid and it just stuck with them i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna say that happened to some of them it's Um, still funny yeah Yeah. it's still good um for me maybe it's his natural form maybe it is Maybe it is. Um, for me, that episode we started pretty high, nine point fives each for Shane and I. Uh, I don't think it is a nine point five. There are some good moments. The story is basic. It's a strong story. It's a you know a parody story, but still strong. The parts with the Gilbert and Sullivan and like the musicals with the HMS Pinafore. I forgot how stupid that was, and how it really pissed me off as a kid actually because I didn't understand what was happening. And it it feels lazy, right? Like even though they draft like. They, they, they go by the brothel, and the cops just have it be there. It's a nice sewering of the cops, too. But, like, why would they have guns pulled on him that fast? Like, they don't know what's going on. How would they know that Sideshow Bob was on the boat? Like, it, the, the writing yeah. seems to, to find an ending to that seems kind of lazy. I do love the when they cut away to Grandpa, though. That's fantastic. Um, I'm actually going to dumb this one down. I start with 9.5. I'm going to go 8.7. It's, it's, it's still fun, but those three things that I just mentioned specifically drag it down. Shane, are you sticking with your 9.5?
1: I'm not sick with my 9.5. My nostalgia was stronger uh, than what the episode mm-hmm. actually is, at least for my current state of mind. Uh, I'm going to go with a 9. A solid 9? It nine. still has one of the best jokes ever, and it starts really strong. I think it has a really strong opening. Yes. You have McBain, then you have Itchy Scratchy, and then you have... Um, uh, you have the, yeah, Then you just go straight into the prison stuff, too, right? So... All that's great, and then it kind of just drags on, and then the ending is kind of weak. Like, like yeah.
0: yeah, the first act really <clears throat> saves it into the A territory because it's so good. Uh, second act, not bad. The third act, I forgot. It really does suck. It's not, it's not that good, which takes it out of the the nine territory for me. So, so well, you you only had little bits and pieces of this one coming into it. If you had to sum up this episode um, out of ten, what do you think? What are you giving it?
2: Well, I feel like this episode pretty much had like the Simpsons nonsense that the Golden Era pretty much had, you know, that yeah. you guys already alluded to, like yeah. the skits of the beginning. And I mean, just the rakes, you know, good stuff. And just, oh, let's just drive through this cactus peel. So just, you know, a lot a lot of uh, good uh, Simpsons nonsense. But I have to agree with you guys. Like, I don't personally get the uh, musical references. Um, I'm sure people that do probably love them, but it just kind of felt like, you know, like it kind of let me wanting a little more for the ending because you know like I mean it is obviously it's like it's a comedy and stuff but it's like we have this like build up here and it's like oh just conveniently like you just sings some musical part and then the cops end up it's like okay I guess it could there could have been maybe like a little more like and maybe a more comedic way so I'm gonna do like an
0: 8.5 yeah that's I think that's kind of what I'm feeling as well too is like I wish there would have been a better ending um like there seems like there could have been something else they could have done um like, even if Homer had, like, stumbled awake uh, and then sleepwalking, looking for something, accidentally pushed Bob over the boat. Like, oh, that, yeah, for right me, would have made more
2: sense than, than, mm, than
1: the that's whole... That's a good point. That's, that would have been good, actually.
0: Or, yeah. you, know
2: what? you know what? Even have, like... like I don't know how, like, how you would implement this, but maybe just, like, a random rake. Like, like Bob is just walking around or whatever, and there's, like, a random <laughs> yeah, rake, do rake on rake the rake one more time. And the rake yeah, one more so time and just that. knocks him over the boat. And then, like, he just ends up, like, going to the edge. And there's, you know, there's, like... There's like like somebody's upset that somebody stole a bunch of rakes and it was like Homer thinking that it was like a benefit from his like witness relocation program that he could have as many rakes as he mm. wants.
1: They want. could have crashed and into it, like a rake
2: factory. Well, exactly, yeah. like a, a rake factory or something. Yeah. And then and then the cops show up because, you know, there's a disturbance. It's like, oh, Sideshow Bob. Yeah, let's uh That makes sense. And that's yeah. funny.
0: Look at that. We just created two endings right there that were probably yeah. better um yeah. <laughs> and what we just saw that that is fantastic they should have a third callback to the rakes would have been amazing would have been great yeah um, the rule of three right rule of third rule of three exactly um there were some good stuff in this like i know we're being harsh on the ending uh there was some good stuff uh what do you so what, what, what was your top thing was it the rakes yeah was I your top to show? probably
2: just the rakes the rakes and just like you know just the 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 the, the, the nonsense of the beginning you know itchy and scratchy and just kind of like you know the usual but i'll go with the rakes for sure yeah the rakes
0: is strong i'm gonna go with a tie between sideshow bob stepping on the rakes and uh the general crawl. i love that how like oh, lisa's yeah. reading it and i love how it's signed as like her name it's is at the beginning, Anya, but little girl i love that that is that is great that's a good one One more
2: thing i like i like that people like in in the court scene since this clip is playing back again he's like oh you have a tattoo that says die bark die oh that's just german for the bob the but the bart the yeah, the D, Yeah, the, Bart the Fantastic. Yeah, Ger- this
1: is, Germans can't be evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. No, no. A little. We started with some very nice Germans, in fact, on this on the episode.
0: There you go. And that's uh, true. Yeah. Shane, what are you going with for yours?
1: Oh, Mr. Thompson. Yeah.
0: Mr. Thompson still t- uh, still holds up for you that high.
1: For me, I don't know. Maybe I'm a child, but I still love that gag so much. Yeah.
0: That was definitely my favorite as a kid. Um, I think it's still good, but I think the uh, the Krull and the Rakes. Um, do it for me. So there we go. Another instance just like with Mr. Plow where uh, for Shane and I, our nostalgia um, really didn't hold up and we kind of pumped the tires on this one a bit by telling Zoelle that this was Hank Azaria's favorite episode and it's at the top of a bunch of lists. But uh, there, I think there are definitely um, a whole bunch actually throughout season five that are going yeah. to be better. Hopefully Homer goes Yeah, like Homer goes to college still. is coming up next uh, as our next oh, one, is, And that's a yeah. fantastic fantastic episode um so well thank you uh for joining us buddy it's great to have you on we love of course. Your, your stories and we're gonna have you back on in season six to tell some more um and it's always interesting to see a fresh perspective of somebody who doesn't have the who knows a little bit about the show but not that crazy deep knowledge to see you know are we overestimating things and in this case we did maybe we'll underestimate something um in the next time but uh, um, something that's not underestimated that is just perfectly estimated is when shane does plug time take it away shane
1: uh yeah follow us on i was thinking about this later today before we recorded with the whole x controversy. oh yeah that's right usually i say follow us on twitter but i guess technically i have to say x sure shane yeah. you have
2: you have a you have a porn profile now yeah
1: um, that's only right only fans yeah. um yeah, yeah yeah it's all yeah it's social media you need to like spread the word on all the platforms but uh, follow us on Simpsons underscore EBE that's the best way to catch up with the show make sure sure, like you know follow our polls and when we release a new episode or when we don't (laughs) because life happens sometimes so it it is what it is Uh, most of you are listening to us on Spotify so on Spotify uh, you can follow us on Spotify and you can rate us five stars that helps out the show a lot Uh, you can also answer questions on Spotify so I've been getting those now so please keep answering those uh that's interesting so please do keep doing that uh and uh yeah if you want to donate some money to the show there's a link in the description called buy me a coffee that is still going towards nick and i's Joel doesn't know this but we are going to host uh you know like a kind of willy wonka sewering of coke nails grandpa event yes oh yeah well yeah, yeah it's
0: going to be a lot of fun uh, so well, you'll, you'll heavily enjoy it. Um, I know you're one of the world's biggest Willy Wonka fans out there. So, uh, yeah, we're still going to try to make that a reality. Um, TBD for date, TBD. But it's going to be uh, a heck of a lot of fun. We got to wrap it up here. My little girl is getting antsy. I got one hound dog whining along with her, which gives me my challenge uh, for Shane. Shane, give us uh, something to play us off here. That uh, Something good with, like, hound dogs sounding funny in the background so that's my challenge she doesn't have to be a basset hound but just something um with hound dogs being funny in the background I love my hounds so Elle loves hound dogs so let's give us a good old hound dog play out we'll catch you next time with Homer Goes to College thanks for listening your
2: new record hit I, I predict it's going to be one because I've heard you rehearse it you're
1: going to record it tomorrow called Hound Dog that's I good. got you a very cute little hound dog right here and away you go who's that <laughs> You ain't nothing but a hound dog, could cry you know, all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, could cry all the time.